When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome into another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. My name is Derek Monte. Of course, I'm your mayor of PHNX and I'm joined by my vice mayor, the one and only Thunderstick, Jesse Friedman. That was quite a game yesterday, Derek, for a number of reasons. So Astros 5 nothing, pretty uh pretty crazy stuff. I don't even know what we're seeing, but it might quite possibly be one of the best most exciting world series i've ever watched because i have no idea anymore who's going to win it of course this show is brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings sportsbook app america's top rated sportsbook app uh yeah as jesse brought up like a bad horror movie monster you just can't kill the houston astros right when you think that they're done right when you think that the devastating loss in game three was enough to drive the stake through the heart of the beast here they are the following night uh, on the back of a Christian Javier uh, beautiful outing, just uh, uh, as, as, as good as you could get as a starting pitcher, you know, uh, goes, throws a no hitter against Philadelphia, goes six innings, uh, hit 97 pitches. The uh, bullpen finishes it off to give the Houston Astros uh, the no combined no hit victory over the Phillies, the the second no hitter in World Series history. I mean, we can't. We, we got to be careful with our words here, right? We can't say Christian Javier threw a no hitter because that did not happen. Christian uh, Javier, Christian, six no hit innings is what Javier happened. Javier did not give up a hit. Jesse, true, did not give up a hit. Just like Madison Bumgarner didn't give up a hit in all seven innings of the game that he threw, and no hit a team right so i know this, what you're this saying this game this game wasn't that's six innings said, though derek this game wasn't said, a six inning game that's i know <laughs> but you're confirming once again that madison bumgarner did throw a no hitter but uh Christian sure. javier's family knew it was going to happen they told him apparently according to his post game interview that that he was going to throw the no hitter jesse so what's more what's more impressive here the philadelphia phillies uh a night after they tied a world series record for the most home runs in a game going hitless or Christian Javier's family being psychics, which one, what, which one are we going with here? 
Well, again, technically Christian Javier's family members were wrong because Christian Javier here's, here's did not throw a no hitter. Christian Javier threw six no hit innings, yeah. and Brian Abreu, Rafael Montero, and Ryan Presley uh, combined to throw this no hitter along with him. But no, you're, I mean, still pretty insane, right? That his family members would say that no hitter or combined no hitter like this one was. Um, I, I, I mean, that's still insane that they possibly said that and i do think there might be some sort of psychic powers at play there but uh but christian javier was outstanding in this game uh however you however you look at it i mean six innings obviously no hits two walks well you want to discredit the man you want to discredit the man i could see we've seen because he i I don't want to discredit him i want to accurately describe the performance that he gave which was outstanding but it wasn't a no hitter it was a combined no hitter yeah that's how we prefaced it early on it was a combined no hitter uh but as long as that's clear that's all that's all i'm here for Just you, make you sure don't that's clear. E- you don't even credit the combined no hitter as being a no hitter i'm guessing no no a combined and it's not to say that like I am not as as I'm not going to go as far as Jeff Passan, who who tweeted the other day that um, something along the lines of combined no hitters not being deserving of respect. Um, I think he like compare. I, I'm pretty sure that Jeff Passan compared combined no hitters to uh, boneless wings as opposed mm. to bone in wings. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm pre- I, I don't know if I would go quite that far because. Uh, frankly, boneless wings are just chicken nuggets, and they're, they're not really worthy of respect in, in any in any regard whatsoever. And I do think that a combined no hitter is worthy of respect. I mean, like you said, the Phillies did not have a hit in yesterday's game, and we're not simply going to gloss over that because multiple pitchers were needed in order to make that happen. It's still nine innings without a hit, right? Like you still have to acknowledge the greatness of what happened in that game. It's just different, right? Like for me, it's just a different category entirely it's not a no hitter but it's a still it's still a very very impressive accomplishment uh even if you you know no hit the opposing team but but use a few pitchers in the process it's still really impressive it's a tier below a no hitter but it's still uh deserving of of notoriety and i i don't want to i don't want to take that away from from the houston astros and what they did yesterday zach allen our very own milkman uh, he kind of discredited no hitters to us when we were talking about them. And I didn't know that that was a perspective that existed prior to that. I did not know that, like, I obviously, just like what you just said, you know that a no hitter isn't as good as a perfect game, right? But uh, I didn't know that there was such a gap in people's mind, like Zach Gallons, that he would literally let his arm fall off to try to get a perfect game if he was on course for one, but doesn't really care that much about a no hitter. Uh, I don't really think. I it's think he a, cared. I oh, think well, he yeah, cared he cares. No, 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 no. He was just yeah. saying like, he doesn't he want to. He wouldn't do like, anything to go beyond what like his pitch count is or to put himself in any kind of jeopardy of like missing his yeah. next start or something of that sort for a no hitter. He wouldn't do anything out of the ordinary to try to get a no hitter versus a perfect game. It sounded like 
he would be willing to throw 150 pitches if that's what it yeah. took. Which the D-backs wouldn't let him throw anyway, even if he never thrown seven it doesn't matter. innings. They, they would he, still pull him out of the game. But. He could try all he wants, but he's not getting there, right? Uh, same thing with Christian Javier, though, last night, right? You, you have no idea what he could have done, uh, but he was limited there based on his pitch count, uh, 97 pitches. The Astros have an exceptional bullpen, as they prove to be uh, finishing off the combined no-hitter. And I just thought it was a really impressive pitching performance. I want to take a step back, though. I'm not going to gloss over this because a little bit ago, you said that boneless wings are not deserving of respect. I don't know if this is your point of view, but if it is, I have to question this because our very own Anthony Totri, a.k.a. whatever you call him. I uh, see where you're going with this. <laughs> has lovingly nicknamed you Tendies, uh, based on the fact that you look like a guy that would order chicken tenders everywhere you go, which you take uh, a personal offense to because you do not I do. order tenders everywhere you go. However, you still enjoy chicken tenders. So I don't understand how boneless buffalo wings are not deserving of respect. I... I I get that they shouldn't be considered wings. I'm fine with that. But yeah, they're still delicious hunks of chicken meat fried and covered in sauce. I I I feel they deserve respect. They are still delicious. Are they not? I mean, I mean, so so I think you have to make a distinction here. Like if you go to Buffalo Wild Wings and you order boneless wings, I I've never done this. So I so I guess I'm asking. I don't think that what they bring out to you is like chicken tenders. They they bring out to you like like wings, but like with no bone. Like it's just a different category altogether, right? Where like if you go somewhere You're and really order chicken hairs tenders here. between tenders and nuggets, I mean, yeah, I get it. Nuggets could definitely be various parts of the chicken, whereas the tender is tends to be a specific thing. But still, right, Jesse, right, still, really, this is where. Oh, I I don't like. I I mean, once again, this is this is a claim. This is a claim that Totri has made about me that is completely unsubstantiated. So I I don't feel like I have to answer to you know whatever ridiculous things are coming out of that man's mouth. As as we both know, there are many ridiculous things that come out of that man's mouth. And you know, if we tried to make if we tried to make sense of everything that came out of Totri's mouth. We, you know, we just sit here and, and talk about it the entire show every day. We wouldn't, so. yeah, we wouldn't, we we would have no time left in our day to try to do our work, right. to do our things, right? We would just, it would constantly be a conversation, uh, like a huddle of, did did you hear what he just said five minutes ago? Can we, like, we got to discuss this now with the group. <laughs> I was still assessing what he said at 10 a.m. And now here we have a new thing to, to, to assess. But uh, speaking of assessments, I, I I have to applaud both of these teams in the World Series uh, for their abilities to assess their opponent, come back out with a game plan the next game, and somehow turn the series around with one game. Or at least, you know, have such a dramatic, drastic win that no matter how big the win was the night prior, now you find yourself feeling like, oh, well, maybe maybe the Astros now are the ones on the roll. The one thing about Javier's performance that was really particularly impressive to me was there was no razzle-dazzle about it, right? He was just very aggressive. He came in with, you know, the slider and, you know, his fastball. He challenged hitters. They were making contact but couldn't get anything off of him. Like, it wasn't 
like the night before where it was a matter of tipping pitches. It it seemed like Christian Javier could have told them exactly what he was going to throw and said, here, I dare you to hit this. And they still couldn't because it was it, it yeah. seemed like that kind of performance. He just has like a like a calmness to him, right? Like he just yeah. seemed completely yeah. unfazed out there, which is not easy to do right. Pitching on the road in Philadelphia. Um, I saw someone uh, on Twitter throwing shade at, at the broadcast for, you know, going on and on about Ranger Suarez when he was on the mound the other day and, you know, how cool, calm and collected he looked when I think the person who tweeted it said something along the lines of Christian Javier could keep a straight face, you know, while while watching like one of his dear friends die a slow, painful death right in oh front of God. him or something. It was <laughs> it was really it was really something. But um, but yeah, all, all that to say, I mean, Christian Javier just just seemed built for that moment. And I mean, he's theoretically the Astros number four starter in this series. Right. I mean, um, he's the fourth starter that they've used. And to get six no hit innings out of your number four starter is is pretty incredible. On the other side, Aaron Nola just didn't quite look like himself. He was solid for a few innings, but kind of hit a wall. We've seen that a couple times now in this series. And uh, that's tough for the Phillies, uh, you know, knowing that moving forward, I think Aaron Nola has a shot to pitch in a game seven. But, you know, if if this is the guy that you're going to get in that game, maybe you don't feel quite as good about it. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess that would be pretty short rest. So we'll, we'll see what the Phillies decide to do on that front. But, um, yeah, well, I mean, and- tonight it's going to be Noah Syndergaard. So that's sort of a potentially a bullpen game set up, depending on how long they want to stick with him. They've been pretty cautious with Syndergaard so far. Uh, and like Christian Javier on the on the other side, do you now consider if you're Dusty Baker moving him up to potentially be your starter in a game seven should this go that far, right? I mean, it feels like after his performance last night, it would be hard not to consider wanting him in there for, for that yeah. situation. Christian Javier is the is the game seven starter. I think Lance McCullers is probably the guy that they would that they would go to. Um after, but after what we'll, happened? After what happened? <laughs> you know, yeah. in game three. Uh, yeah. I I mean, I'm not saying he would be lined up for it, but at the same time, it just seems like yeah. there there would be a difficult decision there to be made. And and uh obviously there's a good chance that Christian Javier could be waiting in the wings potentially out of the bullpen, even, you know, if Baker wants to pull out all the stops and have that in his back pocket, should McCullers outing look as shaky as it did in game three, but this has just been a fun series to watch Jesse. I'm really enjoying as a person with like, it's weird. I know that we all pick the Astros to win and I know my selection of them sweeping obviously is out the door, but there's this weird balance in this series between picking the Astros to win, but secretly kind of rooting for the Phillies. Like we have this entire playoff. Uh, they have been the team that we s- decided to stand after the uh, Mariners were, were put down. And uh, now we have, you know, this combination of the, the team that wouldn't, shouldn't even be here. Uh, wouldn't have been here in any year prior to this versus you know one of the best teams in baseball so it's it it just it makes that dynamic exciting and the fact that these games have been such a back and forth battle has been extremely exciting to watch did you i know you you said this earlier it kind of surprised me do you really think that 
there was a perception that the Astros were done after game three. Like the Phillies are up two one. It was a commanding seven nothing win. Like maybe I didn't feel that way. I, I fully expected the Astros to come storming back in this series. I you know, I think my thing about it was I didn't feel that way personally because again, you can score 15 runs in a game. It's not aggregate scoring. It doesn't carry over in any way. Right. right. I think that the Phillies kind of, you know, put their, put their foot on the throat a bit. And I think people that thought this was going to be kind of an Astros steamroll immediately started thinking that, that, that that's out the door, right. That the Phillies are going to, which, which it is. No matter who wins the series, it's going to be a battle, and I don't think either team is going to see be seen that they laid down and and you know didn't deserve to be here. I just think that the Phillies had such a commanding offensive output mixed with their pitching, you know, keeping the Astros scoreless. The Astros hadn't scored prior to last night's uh, five run inning in what thirteen, I think, straight. 14 innings straight. So, I mean, I'm like that. Yeah. The, the Phillies really look like they were on a roll against them. I don't know. I think sometimes Twitter is a weird sounding board where people get dramatic fast. Uh, they tend to, uh, you know, react. They t- tend to be very reactionary based on one game. So sometimes that's what I'm seeing. I, I, I have no other sounding board besides you rock Jacob and Twitter, you know what I mean? So it's like, that, that's, <laughs> That's who I'm getting my info from, but I'll tell you, it, uh, it definitely, I definitely wasn't expecting this in the next game. Yes, I was expecting the Astros to come back and kind of know this was a must-win situation, but I wasn't expecting the Astros to completely flip the dominance like uh, around on Philadelphia from from Game Three. Yeah, I mean, after after what we saw last night, the Astros theoretically have the upper hand in this series again you've got you know three games left and you've got two of them happening in houston theoretically right. if we go that far so uh got, the phillies have to win a game back. that's all they needed yeah to do was win one phillies, game in philadelphia phillies have to win a game in houston that's the only way that they can win this series which they already did i mean you know Correct. they they've already shown that they can do that so not not impossible but it's two two. I mean, this this series is fun and it's and it's wild because one of these teams won 106 games in the regular season and the other team won 87. And on the World Series stage, it looks like a very, very even matchup. And hopefully that continues. I think it's been fun to watch. Baseball, there there's so much parody in baseball, really, when it comes down to it. That's the reason why during the season you can watch a series and watch the pirates beat the Dodgers all of a sudden, you know, one weekend. And I mean, it's not even that earth shattering, right? Like when it happens, it's like, people will be like, Hey, did you see the pirates beat the Dodgers? But it's not like something that people, you know, react in such a way that it's like with disbelief that it could, it could occur. Baseball is just one of those sports that on any given day, any team can be the better team. And in this case, we're seeing, two teams going head to head that are making adjustments, battling and making, you know, doing everything they can to, uh, to take home the, the world series title. And for us as, as fans, it couldn't be more exciting. If I was an Astros or Phillies fan, I'd be dying. But uh, as a uh, impartial, you know, mediator in the middle here, 
I'm 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 okay with whatever happens. But the uh, uh, the D backs last last time the Diamondbacks played the Phillies, D backs took two out of three. That was uh, first game of that series was Corbin Carroll's big league debut, the biggest comeback win in franchise history. And then the last game of that series, the game that the D backs lost, they lost eighteen to two. So <laughs> so I guess. I guess their uh, their season matchup <laughs> with the Phillies didn't end so well, but they technically <laughs> did win two out of three in that series. So any I'll anything can happen. I'll take it. Anything could happen, Jesse. Anything could happen. But uh, of course, if you haven't done so already, make sure to sign up for a membership over at gophnx.com. Jesse has a wonderful article up right now on why the Diamondbacks outfielder Dalton Varsho should have won a gold glove. And you can actually check that out whether you have a membership or not. But once you read that, decide you want to check that out and stick around for all the wonderful writing that Jesse has to offer, make sure to do so over at gophnx.com with an annual membership. You'll get yourself a free t-shirt with the annual membership over at the phnxlocker.com, any shirt of your choice. Of course, you can also get yourself a month-to-month membership. You'll get your first month for just 50 cents. And regardless of your membership status, you will get members-only discounts over at the phnxlocker.com as well as members-only discounts, uh, or excuse me, members-only invites to our parties and events and members-only access to our Discord, which is really worth the price of a membership alone that alone as as jesse can attest to uh is is definitely worth the price of admission but uh also if you're listening to us right now in your favorite audio podcasting app make sure to subscribe to us and leave us a review we'd appreciate you doing so love the feedback and of course uh we just want to know how uh we can get a five-star review just let us know what we can do to get five stars from you uh on twitter uh, but not on the review. Just give us five stars and then tell us how we can get better. But uh, Jesse Dalton Varsho, super two eligible on the dot, just about for service time. Uh, what the hell is super two eligibility mean? And what does it mean for the Arizona Diamondbacks? So super two is a, is a designation um, that's handed out to some players every winter that basically allows players to enter arbitration a year early. So usually you would hit arbitration after three years of service time. And so you would have three years of arbitration before hitting free agency once you get to six years of service time. Uh, Basically what Super 2 does is it takes those players who have between two and three years. So technically they wouldn't normally qualify for arbitration. And it it takes the top 22% of those players in terms of service time and says, hey, you're close enough to having a full three years. We're going to let you hit arbitration um, a year early anyway. We're going to say you're going to let you hit arbitration anyway this year. Um, so uh, the threshold in order to be eligible for that was set at two years and 128 days of major league service. Dalton Varsho has exactly two years and 128 days of major league service. So he was basically had the, the lowest possible service time while still qualifying uh, for the Super 2 designation. So I know it's a bunch of fancy words, but all this really means practically is that Dalton Varsho uh, will have four arbitration years instead of three. The D-backs still have team control over him through 2026, so it's not like they lose a year of team control or anything. It basically just bumps up his salary for next year. He would have made uh, the league minimum, probably something around 700 k um, but instead, he'll hit arbitration where he projects, according to MLB trade rumors, to make uh, roughly 2.8 million, I think was their projection for him. So 
it's just going to be a little a little bump in salary for Dalton Varsho. Other than that, this doesn't doesn't affect anyone too too much. First, he deserves it. Let's be honest. He does. Uh, yeah, he deserves it. The service time is just kind of proves that with the amount of playing time that he's had, right? But more than anything, I like how you said it's a little bump. Uh, don't get me wrong. Most of us listening to this podcast or doing this podcast do not make anywhere near the league minimum. Yeah, that's that's fair. I guess you're saying a $2 million raise is is more than a little bump. Uh, it's all right. I mean, it's all right. It's all right. Like, I would like to have a $1 million raise. If I could get a $1 million raise, <laughs> I would be fine with the arbitration process, which, as we know, is terrible and awful. The arbitration process is uh, where, you know, we have to talk about devaluing our, our guy that has all the tools and that doesn't make any sense. Cause he has all the tools, right? Like you don't, you don't go talk bad about your neighbor that lends you his leaf blower all the time, right? You don't talk bad about the man that lends you an extension cord because you refuse to go buy one. And he has 17 of them, right? That's Dalton Varsho. show. He has all the tools uh, and you should never say a bad word about him. But of course, arbitration four years, it means four years, four years of going into a, uh, arbitration and potentially yeah. having the D-backs obviously I mean you you can avoid arbitration by coming Correct. to an agreement with the player in advance yeah. so a lot of times you don't see players actually go through that ugly process but we'll oh, we'll see what worst. happens there it's the worst but uh, of course what it really means is we just need to sign them to a long-term extension now let's get the deal done let's go I don't know yeah I, I mean it, it's interesting somebody commented that on the article um, you know, you've got you've got Dalton Varsho under wraps for four more seasons. He's 26 right now. So that would take him through age. You'd be 30 years old at the point that he becomes a free agent. So, you know, are you are you sold enough in Dalton Varsho to want him past age 30? I, I could maybe see a case for that. He's such a great defender, but he also hasn't really established himself offensively yet. I, I know he, um, you know, was in the mid upper 20s and home runs this year, but the OPS and you know, some of the other stats say he still has maybe a little, a little ways to go offensively. So I, I don't know. I think it's a fair question. I'd consider it after this season, perhaps this upcoming season, uh, maybe now is a little bit too early. And, and like you said, you, you, you definitely had him playing all around the field, which you're not going to see him do nearly as much next season. I'd like to see what he can do when he has a bit more stability in his position and and his playing time right so we'll probably see Dalton Varsho mostly play right field next year and I think that would tell me a lot about what we can expect and what you would want to commit uh to a guy like that yeah yeah Uh, I mean if if Alec Thomas comes out next year and plays well then I think yeah Alec Thomas is going to play center field and and you'll have Varsho and right but if Alec Thomas you know, is still sort of struggling. Maybe they maybe they want him back in Reno for a little bit, then maybe you roll with Dalton Varsho as your center fielder. He absolutely has shown that he can he can do that and very well could win a gold glove award there if the D backs would just stick him there the entire year. Some other free agent news. Uh friend, old friend, Andrew Chafin, uh, has opted out and is going to be a free agent. And I say Jesse that we throw all the money at him and bring him back here to Arizona. I need Andrew Chafin back in the clubhouse. Yes. What do you think? What he's are a pretty thoughts? fun. He's a pretty fun guy. I mean, it seems like Andrew Chafin is, uh, oh. he's, he's a real character. Him and, um, him and Wade Miley together were a hoot. 
They were. Uh, <laughs> if I was a teacher, I would separate them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I wouldn't let them sit together in class if I was a teacher. Andrew Chafin, over the last two years, I guess I'm excluding in 2020, the D-backs traded him to the Cubs, and he pitched three innings there, which which will be excluded from this. But over the last two seasons, 2021 and 2022, he's pitched for three teams altogether, the Cubs, the A's, and the Detroit Tigers most recently. He has a 2.29 ERA in 126 innings. Um, he does he is not really walking guys anymore. 38 walks in 126 innings. That's 2.7 walks per nine. He's not really giving up home runs. The strikeout numbers look good. He has a 176 ERA plus, which is very, very impressive. So yeah, 6.5 million is what was on the table for him. And he decided to, to look elsewhere. He has a pretty good opportunity to get a multi-year contract given how good he's been over the last two seasons. And unfortunately, this this does confirm the uh, this is a point in favor of the notion that Diamondbacks players improve once they leave the team. Uh, Andrew Chafin had a had a bit of a rough go in 2020. Uh, he gave up six runs in six and two thirds innings. 2019, he had a three seven six ERA, so he was good, but not to the level of what he's been the last two years. Nolan Arenado is reportedly staying with the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, probably could have gotten some more money as a free agent elsewhere, but I, I'm telling you, Jesse, there's something about the Cardinals organization that once you go play for <laughs> for someone a team like that you you don't want to leave and i don't know yeah. what it is because it's not like they're typically giving guys the most money they're giving them a lot of money they're giving them good contracts but just not as much money as guys could potentially get elsewhere yeah i mean it certainly seemed that when paul goldschmidt signed that extension it was probably a little bit below market value it at least seemed to be below what the diamondbacks thought they would have to pay um, and then, yeah, with Nolan Arenado, I believe it's five years, 144 million that's left on his deal. And he was, a, he's an MVP candidate. Like he, uh, it would not be unreasonable. I don't think he's going to, but it would not be unreasonable to vote for Nolan Arenado to win the MVP award. Uh, his, his war by the end of the year was actually higher than Goldschmidt's and right there with Manny Machado in the national league. So he had an outstanding year. I think the thing working against Arenado is that he'll be 32. Um, he'll be 32 pretty much by opening day next year, April 16th, he turns 32. So, you know, do teams want to, if he hits the open market, would a team want to give a soon to be 32 year old, you know, a six year or seven year contract? And it would be a little bit harder. I, I think he could have gotten six years. He probably couldn't have gotten seven. And so you're looking at basically Nolan Arenado turning down potentially one more year of contract stability. I think he probably would have been like six years, 175, 180 million, uh, close to the same average annual value as what he's due for in St. Louis. And I, I think he just likes playing there. Like you're saying, the Cardinals just have a thing where when you get in, you, you just, you don't get out. Like you just, you just want to stay put there. And it's hard to blame Arenado for that. I mean, the Cardinals are a good team and I know they had an early exit in the postseason this year, but I think the future still looks pretty good for them with with both Arenado and Goldschmidt and and seems like Arenado wants to be a part of that the fans are terrific in St. Louis the uh obviously it's it's like a cathedral to baseball their stadium yeah the it really franchise is. franchise is 
one of the most historic and winningest franchises in the National League history, right? They they're 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 second to the Yankees for the most World Series titles, but it's weird because at least you kind of understand when team when players want to play in a city like Los Angeles or New York, and I'm not knocking St. Louis as a city. I'm just saying it's it really just goes to show how good that organization is especially once you get inside of it and see its inner workings because it's not like it's it's not miami it's not new york it's not a place where guys that make 150 million dollars 200 million dollars necessarily want to live right but uh it's it i mean i i just can't i can't explain it other than you know you just know that the cardinals are on a on a different level uh or as an organization and they don't have these same like reputation air problems that some other organizations have. And uh, you know, even in a year like this, right. They were, they, they were supposed to be very good. They lose to the Philadelphia Phillies and they don't get like talked about as being a, a disaster the way like the Dodgers did for losing to the Padres. Right. It's, I don't know. It, there's something about the Cardinals. They're, they're just incredible and I get it, but I don't get it. I, I, I think I'm pretty sure what it is. I, I don't know how much time you spent in St. Louis. I was there briefly uh, a couple of times and uh, there's a lot of free, like just things to do in St. Louis. Uh, they have an outstanding zoo that I believe is free. At least that's, when I was there, I'm pretty sure it was free. That's gotta be it, Jesse. It's gotta that's, be the free zoo. That's gotta be why players want. I mean, there. If if Nolan Arenado is only making 144 million over the next five years, he needs that. You know, he he needs all of the free sources of entertainment that he can possibly find. He I'm just saying, St. Louis could have easily made 175 million plus somewhere else. But you know what? You know, you uh, you take cuts to live in an area like that so that you can enjoy their free zoo. I, I think that I think the zoo the zoo entry fees alone will make up the difference. So it makes total sense in my uh, mind. It, it actually does. It actually does. Uh, I'll say this in other free agent news. OGs is trying to acquire open shirt Derek uh, in a free agency market move. And it's going to be a bidding war for his services, apparently. But uh, in the meantime, the two sides, OGs and PHNX, have agreed to a new deal, which we're very excited about. Uh, terms of the agreement haven't been released, of course, uh, and I'm pretty sure that they may have traded me to OGs as part of this deal. I, I don't know. Saul wants to have a talk <laughs> with me in his office, and I'm not I'm not looking forward to it. But uh, the sources uh, close to sources close to both sides said that they were immensely excited, and we're all looking forward to creating more great content between the brands having more incredible events where hopefully i don't have my keys stolen again by shane diefenbach uh, and also you know of course one working together with another arizona brand uh, that is the top selling edible in the state of course make sure to check out ogs at a dispensary near you they have a variety of flavors doses and strains for you to choose from uh, and they're all about flavoring your life make sure to check out those sleep gummies because they are incredible must be 21 or older to enjoy and enjoy responsibly also join us sloan park this saturday we only have a few more days for the arizona fall league home run derby y'all we're going to be out in the outfield grass 
We're going to be out there catching fly balls, having a good time. Tickets are just $5. But of course, uh, Open Shirt Derek has also brokered deals with Mountain Mike's Pizza. Uh, because Mountain Mike's Pizza right down the road at 849 North Dobson Road are offering 25% off your bill when you mention PHNX and show your ticket stub from the event. So all you got to do, come and say the mayor sent me and then show your ticket stub. And that's and you'll get 25% off your bill. It's not 5% off your bill. It's not $3 off your bill. I am getting you 25% off your bill, ladies and gentlemen. So there you go. That's for you. I appreciate everything you guys do for us, and I want to do something for you. So thanks to Mountain Mike's for hooking us up with that 25% off. Jesse, I have one last thing to take care of, one last little bit of business to take care of, and that is the DraftKings pick of the week. Uh, And I'm going with baseball. I am taking some picks in tonight's game, Houston Astros at the Philadelphia Phillies. You ready for this, Jesse? I'm taking give it to a, me. I'm taking a four leg parlay. Uh, I'm taking the over on the total runs at seven and a half. I think both teams are going to bust out the boomstick tonight. We're going to see some offense. I'm taking Alex Bregman to get a hit. I'm taking Reese Hoskins to get a home run, Jesse. And I am taking the Philadelphia Phillies money line, packaging that together for a plus 1800 value on uh, a very minor bet on a $5 bet. Jesse, you're making nearly a hundred dollars on that. So low risk, high reward, go out there, get yourself, get yourself. If you don't, if you don't trust my same game parlay, that's totally understandable. I have no idea what my record here is, but it's not good. It's not good to know that. Uh, so I'll tell you, though, this is the perfect game for some craziness to happen. And I think uh, if you get down on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you can get yourself a very similar value. Maybe uh, maybe you decide who you think is going to get a hit or get a home run. Do that over at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Also, remember, if you're a new customer, you can bet $5 on any NBA Moneyline bet, and you will get $200 in free bets if your team wins using our promo code, of PHNX. Of course, you can also boost your winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. It's this simple. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook. Use promo code PHNX. That's promo code PHNX on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and you will get that opportunity uh, if you bet $5 on any NBA Moneyline bet to get that $200 in free bets instantly. Minimum agent eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, Jesse, also course our friends at four peaks uh we got some four peaks brew it's going to be out at mountain mike's this saturday for the home run derby but of course we are also teaming up with them to host all u.s and mexico world cup matches at their eighth street pub enjoy beer specials giveaways guest appearances maybe i'll even be there and more check the link in the show notes to register for free make sure you register and that way we can get a head count of how many phnx members we're going to have join us and make sure uh, to enjoy four peaks brewing responsibly must be 21 years or older to enjoy jesse that's all i got we got world series action we got another arizona fall league game uh, the the thing the stuff doesn't stop baseball doesn't stop for us we got we got to get going but of course we thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast uh in the meantime you can check us out on twitter i'm at cap underscore k band with a k jesse is at jesse and friedman our show is at phnx 
underscore dbacks but of course all roads lead to at phnx underscore sports on twitter instagram and facebook you got anything else are you good i'm just, i'm a little i'm a little hesitant on your so you're taking the over on seven and a half total runs i'm taking over in, on seven in and game half five so yeah. so i i when i filmed the breakdown with mac the other day i also took the over on seven and a half runs and that was game three when the Phillies literally scored seven runs and the Astros couldn't give me a run. Yeah. And so yeah. I apologize yeah. to any of you who, who followed my advice and bet the I over get it. because that I was not it. successful. I mean, come on. How are the Astros not going to muster one run up? How are, you know, like, I don't think that's going to happen tonight. I don't think that's going to happen tonight, but we'll see if I'm wrong. And of course, uh, you can grill me for it tomorrow because that's what we do on Fridays. But we thank you guys again for checking out the show on behalf of Jesse and myself. We always appreciate your time. And remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it's way more fun when you hit the over. <laughs>